This is The Business Machine, where we talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. We know that they, as high-energy, non-stop, inspirational leaders, are behind their well-oiled machines. We will get their tips and tools and also listen to their mistakes and how they overcame them. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines and create a great team so that our machines will eventually run themselves. So get ready. Up next, The Business Machine is firing up. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 007 on the business machine or learning from our mistakes. And with me today is Rob McCarty. And Rob McCarty is the managing partner of The Image Shop, a brand marketing firm in Grand Rapids, Michigan, right in the heart of Grand Rapids. Rob, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. So um, what does your Tuesday look like today, man? How's things going so far? It's so smooth, I'm sure, right? Everything's just running like a well-oiled machine, right? Oh, absolutely. I've got <laughs> just stacks and piles of paper surrounding me, which is amazing in this digital age. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's not going too bad. It's actually a pretty good Tuesday right now, so I'm happy about that. And I love your office there right on uh, right on the main right off the main strip there in Grand Rapids. It's a great little place. You've got one across the street too. And I think a lot of the things that I when I came up to talk to you, I think the coolest thing that I found on your website was the stories that people told about seeing your, you know, seeing your office and looking in the windows and wanting to find out who was there. So I really liked that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a a great neighborhood to be in and a a great time um, to be here and be a part of uh, positive change. So some of you're at a party, one of those lovely networking parties that you and I just love, um, but we have to go to. Yeah, yeah. Or you're at the grocery store, you're having a beer at the bar or whatever, and somebody comes up to you and says, so what do you do, Rob? You know, I really help people understand what their brand and what brand in general is, and then how to take advantage of that and really work towards a, a transparent, authentic version of, of what it really is. And do you find that a lot of people, I mean, you and I both understand what brand is and, and you would think, I think on the surface, that a lot of these companies that have a really good brand, really, they don't know what to do with it or even exactly how powerful that brand can be. Do you find that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's definitely something it in Michigan or in West Michigan where I'm at, it's definitely picking up, but it's been a lot of years of um, people maybe not sure what it is or, or what it can be or what it can mean to them. Uh, so there's definitely been struggles over the years helping people get their head wrapped around the idea. And once they hit that idea, what's your favorite thing? What's your fa- Going off script here, because I want to get an idea of who you are and what the company is, but once they really get that and that meeting and, and you've worked with these clients for six months, what's your favorite thing to see when you really get them to go, ah, I get it? You know, I think it's it's when they start making connections where people know who, you know, their company is before they get there. Yeah. There's an awareness about what they're there for and and the players and and how things work and and really what the underpinnings are and that takes time, but I think when you when a when a client or a partner comes back and can say wow, I, I just went to this meeting and they, they understood, like they, they knew what I was going to tell them about us before I told them. Got it. 
that's a real, I think that's a real powerful moment for me. Yeah. I love that too. So take us back to the start of the company, sort of when you started and, and why you decided to start the image up. Well, you know, um, truth be told, I didn't, I didn't start it. Um, my, our partner, um, Karen started the company and she was coming out of stint, pretty long stint in corporate, um, settings. And she had just decided that she wanted to do her own thing. And so as we kind of went through that process, um, I was coming out of, uh, I guess she was in probably year two or three and she was coming out of that or not. I was coming out of yeah. working within, uh, some, some neighborhoods and in the business community and also with the city of Grand Rapids on some projects and with them down on some projects through those neighborhoods. And I was getting a really, a pretty good grasp of what was going on here in Grand Rapids and opportunities and people. And, uh, it just, you know, it all came together. So it really, you know, it started out to help people identify and build on what they were doing and also to understand how to do it within the context of Grand Rapids and the people who, you know, basically what the customer and audiences they exist within Grand Rapids are. So a little bit of bird's eye on that as well as, sure. is, uh, is good delivery. So now, um, if you could fly through that office there or multiple offices or around Grand Rapids and where you might be, what does the image shop look like in 2025? Well, I, I truly believe we're still going to be based in this neighborhood. I believe we're still going to be um, fairly um, tight and agile in terms of size. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't see us being a 30-person company. I, I see us smaller than that. I see us being maybe 15 to 17 people. Um, I, I see us working within the space, how that evolves. I got to tell you in 10 years, I, I don't know how that's going to evolve in 10 years. Um, but I do know that I, a significant part of what I hope to be working on is, you know, leading this team and its culture forward and really helping people continue to take the steps in their career to, to do what they want to do and be who they want to be as a professional. Yeah, I like that too, that you're thinking about building your team. And we'll talk about that in a later question because I think that's huge. And I think a lot of the um, entrepreneurs and business owners that we've talked to so far, they've stepped out of corporate America and they've said the similar things as to how important it is to make sure that their employees are not only are treated well, but also that they can see the future and what they do at the image shop, for example, plays a huge part in where you guys are going to be in 10 years. Right on. Right on. It, it's a it's it's big, and if people don't understand that, it's good to get their heads around it because it really is. They if you don't know, they ask, yeah. um, and then you have then you're forced to think about it. <laughs> right. So it's better if you have an answer before it. Yeah, absolutely. Rob, now we're going to talk about what a lot of us don't like to talk about. You and I laugh at our mistakes all the time, but let's really talk about as a business owner. What was that big mistake that you think you made that you really learned from? Um, but it was something that you had to make a mistake on. I mean, we all make mistakes. What was that one thing? Yeah, so um, probably going back to 2006 or 2007, but uh, we had a, a client that came to us, uh, somebody we knew, and they had a big um, big tech build, a, a big piece of software. And at the time, we had a, a decent development team, but probably not, not, not probably, definitely one that wasn't capable of taking on the task at hand. Right. But we were all pretty confident and cocky and um, really thought that we could make this happen. And, and uh, 
you know, worked really hard <laughs> to make it happen, but in the end of the day, couldn't. We didn't have enough people. We didn't have enough expertise. And at the end, had to pull the plug on it and talk oh, to man. a client and explain to a client, like, you know what? This is truly over our head. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and, and have to kind of suffer through that acknowledgement of failure, yeah. like not being able to do something. So it was a real... Um, not only a humbling experience, but a real good experience about capacity and what you're able to do and what, what you can do and what you should do. Um, and be, and, and to really give some perspective on, you know, we have partners now that do that kind of work. Yeah, I know just to be able to say that. And I think the reason why we all take it, especially at the new, I don't know, the first couple of years, and we did the same thing is because we want to be able to do that. And at, at that point for us, we needed to take whatever we could take. And, um, if I could go back and now if somebody asked that same, I think we could handle it now. Um, but even like you said, is when it's really heavy back end stuff, we're able to say without feeling bad, well, we're not the best at that, but we can work with these guys. And that was a real hard thing for us to say. And especially after we already said that we could do it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So give me something smaller, something that you know, you were like, Hey, let's do this. This is going to be awesome. We should, we should do this and, and let's give it a shot. But it sounds like a great idea, but then it wasn't. Yeah. You know, well, we, we dabbled around, um, quite a bit long time ago in video. And the reality is truthfully, we just, I mean, we were just never able to execute it past what I, what I tell people is like a kid in a camera. Yeah. Um, and and realized in a very similar way, like, I mean, just, you know, knowing what we're good at, knowing what partners can be good at, um, and really taking advantage of experts versus having everybody in your company be a jack of all. Yeah. Unintended on myself, but, um, I, you know, having, having everybody have to behave like that, you, you really can lose, and especially when you're managing a brand, the, the high quality outcomes that most brands need. Yeah. And I, I like that jack of all trades because that's on your business card, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, but I still think though, if you if you look at that, you know, jack of all trades is that, you know, you're good at a bunch of things. But I think how you could look at it, and and how I think you probably do, is that you are able to connect the right people to the right people, or bring the right team at the very least. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's really when you get down to the core of what that title means to me. That's it. And, and so I can, I can run some directions, but at the end of the day, there's people behind me that, you know, finish 90%. Yeah. I love that. That's what I, I mean, I hired people that were smarter and better than I am. Hopefully they're not listening to this (laughs) (laughs) because I would never tell them. No, I would. So Rob, what do you have to work on? What's your biggest fault? And, and what's some things that you always have to remind yourself that that is a fault or what's some things you have to work on? Well, I mean, I, I definitely have to constantly be mindful that um, I don't always communicate um, in a way that, that whether it's my team or a client will understand. Sometimes when I get into, I can get into technical jargon yeah. and, I, and I, I have to really manage myself because, I, you know, it's, it's hard enough to take the time over the years to get to understand what some of that stuff means. But then when you're, you have that position and then you just not intentionally, but start talking over somebody's head. Um, and you're not paying attention to the fact you're talking over their head. Yeah. Um, that's a, I mean, that can be a real problem. So I, I really have to manage that about myself and 
fortunately, my partners have been really, really <laughs> nice to me um, <laughs> over the years and, and how they manage me that way. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's things like that. It's, it's definitely uh, taken on uh, too much um, personally uh, and, and really needing to, to have a little better focus. And, uh, and I've been working on that for the past two years, yeah. just limiting, limiting my exposure um, to different tasks or different items and letting other people do that work and, and being better at it, like I was talking about before. Yeah. And I think that's a struggle for all small business owners. And I don't have the answer. I'm working on that too. I think everybody that's come in here has worked on that too, because we have the sense that we can do it all. And, um, you know, we just can't, and there's people that can do it much better. We should be doing things like leading the team and pitching to the clients and things like that. So yeah, I think that's what we all have to work on as small business owners. Yeah, absolutely. So work-life balance, Rob, I, I hate that term. I hate, I, I got to come up with a better one because you know, <laughs> I just, I'll find one. I don't know what it is yet. So I'm going to use it, but you know what I mean? Um, yep. We have kids, uh, married, uh, social life, but not really, but um, <laughs> we do um, love our work. I think that's why I don't like work-life balance because if you truly love your job and it's something that you enjoy doing, you know, uh, it's not like you're going to work. I mean, but then again, with our cell phones today and our computers, we could be at work all the time. So how do you separate that and make sure that you are, when you're with your son or with your, with your family, how do you make sure that you're actually there? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I got real, real world, world experience, probably like everybody else that you've talked to on this topic. Um, and I, I am a workaholic by trade. Um, and, and I think in lots of ways I realized maybe three or four years ago, certainly through discussions with my wife and my family, that it was a large detriment. And so I've had to really um, rethink about what that means to me and what I really want work to be. I mean, I love what I do and I love the people I work with and I I actually enjoy every day that I get to do it. Um, But, you know, there are other, you have other needs in your life that in many cases are, are bigger, way bigger sure. than the things that you're trying to tackle at work. And so I, I really have um, made an effort over the past couple of years to, you know, as much as I can not get on my laptop um, over the weekend to, to work on stuff, uh, to keep my cell phone at bay, um, to, to engage in activities and also to, you know, to spend time with other people outside of my say my, my family circle, but then also very good friends, um, to spend time with them and to, and to do that and to kind of shut the work day off at a certain point. Um, so that I, so that I can have those relationships. Yeah. Cause if you don't, if you don't shut it off, you won't have those relationships or you'll destroy them because you're never around. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's what a lot of us struggle with is that we see the importance of being with our family and being there, actually being there with them and not using the phone. But also, I think what you said I really like is making sure that you still have those other relationships in your life too, because I, I think I've done not a good job at all. We're still four years old, but that's my next goal is to sort of rekindle those relationships because I don't think if you never, you know, as much as we might like what we do, we've got to be able to turn it off at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to get, you know, I'm always afraid of, okay, so we got out of the corporate world, but then what happens if we get burnout at our own job, at our own company? Yeah, well, what? yeah, what's next, right? What's I mean, next? Go back to corporate? 
Yeah, no. <laughs> Great. I love that, man. So we talk about employees a lot. Um, I, what do you think is, you know, are there our biggest asset? They're our biggest expense, probably. Um, how do you make sure you get the right ones? But then more importantly, besides paying them real well, um, which is, is important, how do you keep them happy and satisfied at work? You know, um, when you talk about the first part of being like, what do you do to get the right ones? And it's interesting because, um, you know, we have a hiring process. We interview. Um, the reality is I think many times it can come down to what we perceive as best fit culturally. Yeah. Um, not, not that the, that every decision is made that way, but in, in today's day and age, you're going to get qualified candidates, I think. And especially when you're in like a more professional technical, um, world, you're going to see candidates, um, that, that kind of check, you can check the boxes on, but it's really important to us that people fit in. Um, we started actually in a, a last set of hires that we did, we started doing team interviews so that not only did partners sit in and do those interviews um, and, you know, the managers, but then the rest of the team would come in and, and come in with questions and, and ask questions, really get a feel. And then we just took a, you know, after all the interviews were done and we had the men on, had, you know, a little bit of the, the temperature, the thermometer, and, hey, where, where are you guys at? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and spent a lot of time, you know, I spent a lot of time out in the community. So sometimes we get candidates that I know or I know who to talk to about where they've been or who they've worked for. And so we, we usually, we spend a bit of time trying to nail that down because it, we, I think we're a u- unique situation. I just don't say that because we think we're, we're different than every creative firm in the state, but I think our underpinnings of being a company focused on sustainability, focused on working for people that we really want to work for and really want to believe in, that puts some barriers up, um, especially on the client management side and client acquisition side. So we, we really have to go pretty far to make sure that we're going to line up um, as, a, as a company with the person that's coming in. And, and so then on the, the second part of that, how do, you, how do we keep people happy? Um, we try to be fair, you know, on a, on a wage and salary side and, and always look to, that's a, always an underpinning is to improve that. Yep. But then to also have lots of flexibility and, and empathy for our team um, to understand that life isn't a straight line and, and things happen where, you know, you might need some time to get through something and we're not that place. We're not that place that says, hey, look, you had, you had two weeks of vacation time and you're going into the, your third week and we're sorry that you lost a family member or whatever it could be and like you just can't go. Yeah, because you've count, um, counted up the days or you've seen that in your report that you get you don't have any more vacation left. So, yeah. Yeah, so we're you know we like to we like that flexibility. Um, we like to we like to to say at the image shop that you know we want we know that your family should be and we want your family to be number one and we want your friends to be number two. But we want everybody here to know that we want to we want to be number three. Sure, yeah, we, I love that. We believe you can fall back on us, and we'll catch you if you're the, if you're that person in this team. We'll catch you. If you fall through your support systems, we'll catch you. Um, and that's, I mean, I think that's really what's kept us together um, for as long as we've been around. 
And I, Rob, I do think that makes you different too. I, I really like that. I've never heard anybody say it like that. And that's just got to be, you know, something that's real refreshing for these employees. It'd be tough to leave. And, um, but I don't think many people get that. I mean, I, we, you know, we hear it a lot, but I don't think that they really get that. So I, I really love those numbering systems that you came up with. That That's, that's awesome. Real quick. We're going to go through these. What is your favorite place to eat or drink in Grand Rapids? You know, I, I, because I work in the, in the food industry quite a bit, I get asked this question a lot, and it, it's a question that could get me in lots of trouble for <laughs> the right. answers. Yeah. But uh, to, to be totally honest, my, my favorite restaurant in town is the Green Well. Yeah. And, and, and for both, I mean, they've got fantastic food, and they've got a, a fantastic tap list. It's in my neighborhood. Um, it's one of the best uh, groups of people along with the rest of Essence that I've ever, ever had the chance to work around. And when I go there as a, as a guest, um, I feel the same way. That's awesome. What's it called again? It's called The Green Well. The Green Well. Cool. What is your favorite quote? I was that guy. I used to be a high school teacher. I used to pass out all kinds of cheesy quotes, and I do that at my, to my staff too. But I like them. What's yours? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's real simple, um, and it's, it's from actually uh, the, the – uh, the leader of 616 Development here in Grand Rapids. His name is Derek Kappas. And uh, Derek always says, people make your life. And um, I, I couldn't agree with him more. Um, it is really when you start peeling everything else away that I, I believe in it as much as anything else I believe in. So people make your life. Yeah, I like that. And I, I've heard some similar ones on podcasts that are you know, it's about relationships and relationships with those people. And, and that's always, you know, I, I always liken that to, you know, my first internship back in Meridian Township at Home TV way back when. And, and I always used to tell my students how valuable that was because not only the, the experience that I got, but the people that I met. And it's kind of like when I was in college working at a, you know, a dive bar and a restaurant. I mean, those, you know, those kind of people that we met that I worked with are still people I talk to today. Business book or book that you like, or, you know, we could read a hundred business books a week and never run out. What's one that you like? Yeah. And I was, I was trying to think of the name of the author and I, I, I can't, unfortunately, and I probably should have looked up. So I apologize everybody. But if you look, you'll find it. It's a, it's a book that's called just say no. Hmm. And it is, it's really a powerful, powerful book for um, account folks, um, sales teams, but really to to understand it's, it's about the art of the deal. Um, But when, when no is a very important answer and how to utilize it as a tool. And it is odd as it may sound. When I first got the book, I got it from a partner agency of ours in Chicago. Uh, Their CEO gave it to me. Um, Casey Mahan and Casey gave me the book and it was a client of his at the time. And he's like, you know, you should read this book. And I got it and I looked at it and I'm like, I'm not going to like the premise of this book. <laughs> and, uh, but I ended up with it on a vacation and I read it. And it's uh, one of the best books I have read about business, just straight up, straight down, um, how, how to conduct yourself. Um, yeah. so I, I enjoy that book. Yeah. Learning to say no is huge. And so we'll look that up. It's yeah. tough though. It's a really hard thing to do, but. I'm going to read that because I, I am not, not good at that. If you could meet and have dinner with any business owner, who would it be and why? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I, I feel like I've been real fortunate. I've, I've got to really meet in Grand Rapids some of the, some of the great business leaders here of our, of our recent time. And 
and gotten to know some of them. So, I, you know, I, I guess if I could get to meet anybody right now, I think I would want to get to meet um, Warren Buffett. Yeah. I, I just, I think that he's got so much right that any bit of time that you could spend with him would probably be worth so much. Yeah. Anything, even if it was for five minutes, just say, you know, tell me a couple of things that I can do. I think that would be yeah. super valuable. Yeah. What technology or app and or software do you use that you couldn't live without? Well, I probably couldn't live without my, my iPhone. Um, that would be devastating to, to begin with. Um, I, I live out of a MacBook air, um, apps, you know, I, I don't use a ton of apps to survive day to day. Um, I, I would, I would definitely implode, um, without mail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would, that could be terrifying. Um, I, I think those, that's probably the most important piece of software I have Commun- the communication tools, you know? Um, but, uh, definitely my phone and definitely mail. Yeah. And I'm old school too, as you know, there's all these apps that you can do for scheduling and I'm sure they're great, but I mean, I I'm good with a legal pad and a pen Yeah, and that, that, although it looks really unorganized, it probably looks very similar to your desk right now. Oh, totally. Just covered in it. Yeah. And they're <laughs> like, we'll use this app. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. So Rob, thanks a lot for coming on today. Your insight and wisdom and plus hearing about how you feel about employees. I, I, I think it's just been real inspiring to us and other entrepreneurs. But so there's clients out there that want to work with you. There's people that just want to talk to you and with Grand you know, in Grand Rapids, out of Grand Rapids. What's the best way to get hold of you? Oh, definitely email um, is the best way. And and you know, they can just shoot me a note at Rob at the image shop.com and shop has two P's and an E on the end. All right, Rob. Well, thanks a lot for being on of the business machine. I appreciate your time, man. And I'm sure I'll see you around. Yeah. Thanks so much. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, Rob. That was Rob McCarty with the image shop here on the business machine or learning from our mistake. Thanks everybody. And we'll see you on the next episode. And don't forget that a good leader makes everyone around him and her better than they are.